0: Yeah, no To problem. just,
1: to do that. Yeah. Uh, so, as soon as I walked in,
0: uh, I was like, wow, this is like a really awesome gaming yeah. spot. Yeah, definitely. I'm trying to make it um, just like a hangout spot for people to come by maybe after, uh, we're only open twice a week right now, uh, Hall of Gaming. But, uh, we're looking to see if we can open up more days a week just to see if we can get people here to just hang out or like have other kinds of events or things like that. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it, it's just... I'm just trying to make it a cool spot for people to hang out.
1: Yeah, this is Hall of Gaming, by the
0: way, yeah. for the listeners. So we're at Hall of Gaming in Wallingford, Connecticut. Uh, my name is Artie, and I, I own the place. And I took over in November of 2019. Super excited. so far, we've, I think, made a lot of improvements. Um, and, yeah, we're seeing more people here. We're seeing more things that we can get done uh, here, just things we can do for fun. So, yeah. I'm super Very excited about this yeah, place. Me too. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So when life gives you lemons, uh, you're trying to make lemonade.
0: Yeah, this uh, is a serious lemonade we're making. Because, um, I don't know, it just feels like we, we have this sweet deal uh, with this place. We have this opportunity to really make something amazing. Uh, and we have a community to like back that up financially. So uh, it, it really is a cool thing. I, I like the layout. So you have, what, like 20 yeah. TVs or something? So You uh, like, kind of like can't 20. see it, but we have about... Uh, 23, 24 uh, CRT TVs, which uh, are used for um, tournaments, because newer consoles, if you play, or older consoles, if you play them on HD TVs or newer TVs, they actually lag. They have input lag. So, um, like on these TVs, yeah. like so these if, two, if it we lags? Hook, no, not they don't lag on the um, on the newer consoles like yeah. PlayStation 4 and things. But if you hooked up a Wii to it, it yeah. would lag. No what? It, yeah, it, there would be several. Like, it, it's not much. It's like maybe a quarter of a second, but a quarter of a second is an eternity in a fighting game. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So being a quarter of a second late, people try to do one or two frame inputs. Yeah, things that require that kind of accuracy, and a frame is a sixtieth of a second. Yeah, so yeah. Losing fifteen frames is, is insane. Just getting those um, nuances right. Yeah. So basically, all all sma- we host at Hall of Game, we host um a few tournaments. We have we host uh. Smash Bros. tournaments mostly, but we're, you know, we're going to see if there's a a community for other tournaments. Um, So we host uh, Super Smash Bros. Melee, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, and then there's a mod of Super Smash Bros. Brawl, which uh, we also run called Project Plus. No way. So people, when Brawl came out, people wanted it to be Melee, and it wasn't. So eventually people got together and modded Brawl to be... Melee 2 <laughs> Wow Yeah And That's it's still so going deep. We still have People are still Making changes to it Today Yeah um, it, There's a patch I think coming out Pretty soon I don't know There's rumors so. <laughs> No way for the game Itself Yeah No way What, what could be the patch Like I, Is everything not Figured changes? out I don't know oh. it's, it's constantly evolving um, Yeah that makes sense So people, people like When there's change And like You know Some people like That Maybe they think some characters are too good or too bad or something like that. So no way changes. Yeah, isn't that Melee. the worst?
1: Like during before tournaments happen and they do it out, uh, they come out with a yeah uh, a, new, a new patch. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's it's hard. We haven't had to deal with that before because we only recently started running Project Plus. So versioning of the game is not something we were too used to. Uh, also with Smash Ultimate, same things happening where new characters come out and it's like, well, what do you do? Do you do you run the new tournament or do you run the tournament with the new character? I mean. I would say that. yes, because uh, that
1: that, yeah. that just, I would say yeah keeps, in, yeah, keeps it yeah keeps it interesting. But, maybe. Like
0: for example, this most recent tournament we had, the new character came out the same day. So is that fair to people to like, who maybe had a had a, had to work that day? They come to the tournament and they have to play against a character they've never played before, or like even experienced with. So, yeah. So what would know, be alternative? You would just cancel the tournament
1: as no, entirely, or
0: we would either do one of two things: we would just run it with the new character. Just okay. And, and yeah. Whatever. Uh, or we would just ask that people not update their, their consoles yet, and, uh, ah. or that we don't update our consoles. Um, Got you for, uh, for the new characters. So uh, I mean, there's a few things, but with uh, balance changes come with uh, their pros and cons, and I think a lot of people prefer the pros. But melee has stayed the same largely for, for its almost 20 years of existence, and people still play it. So okay, I think I, I think that it's just a different market. It's not it's not better or worse than not patching. So all right. What do you like most about the community? Um, about the Smash community. So I think the so at its core, it's really grassroots. Like Nintendo doesn't exactly help out um, running events or like pushing the competitive scene. <laughs> yeah, get <laughs> the chair going up there. Uh, so it, it, Nintendo. Since Nintendo doesn't help out, it's all grassroots. Everyone is here just because they love the game. There's no money in it. Like they they just want to. Uh, Come and hang out and play play a game they like, and the game kind of attracts a person that puts a lot of their own work into it. And like immediately, once you once you meet someone who has also put a lot of work into something that you love, then you have this connection, um, Venice, which is I think yeah. really cool. Uh, and you know, there's just a lot of people. I, I've met so many people from across the country uh, playing this game and traveling to tournaments. Uh, I've been to. A few, I went to one in Detroit, I went to one in Boston, I went to one in Atlanta. No you know, way, the yeah, traveling opportunity yeah. is real. So, you go and you, you hang out with these people across the country and you don't know these people but you sit down and you play Smash with them and then it's like you immediately can just have a conversation, it's really personable. Um, and I met a lot of friends, my friends that I do other things with, you know, they're, they're, from, they're from Smash. Like I met them at tournaments and then we were just like, hey, do you want to do this other thing? Yeah. And it just, you kind of build up, I don't know, it's really nice. Uh it's just it's just a you you come for the tournament but you stay for the people. That's what I think. Come for the tournament, stay for the people. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um it's just it's a good time and I think that Smash is a game that where if you put more work into it, you absolutely will get better. Like So like you um, put in
1: those hours a day, you put in those eight hours a day, and you can get to that level where you need to yeah. do muscle memory. Eight hours but is uh, definitely a lot. But <laughs> any pro any professional gamers, yeah. that's that's chunk time. That's, that's like a do. day off, yeah, it yeah. seems. <laughs> like I, I feel like I don't know, so the research I've been doing looking into esports, the actual gamer puts in, let's say they start their day at like eight in the morning, they put hour two hours into scrimmages or or however the competitive scene is mm-hmm. they put it that they take an hour off two hours in an hour off two hours in an hour off and then get time gets to 8 p.m then they do the rest of solo practice mm-hmm. like that's when it when it's like team uh competitiveness but yeah. for for it's all solo for smash right it, it's more like uh, a yeah, solo so dolo.
0: there's 1v1 and then there's also doubles which is two versus two yeah uh but singles is uh generally considered to be the more competitive uh, tournament. Yep. So doubles is is just is also competitive. It's just people have cared more about singles. What was the last tournament time. you went to? Uh, well, I mean, a local. Uh, this okay. This one. That counts. I went on Thursday. Yeah. Just live in the tournament. I, I probably attended here every single week for the last like four years or so. Holy. Sh- well, that's missing, wild missing a you. Yeah. No way. Um, that's dedication. Yeah. And I'd say that's, all, that's, a, that's the same for a lot of people here. W- would you um, say
1: that these tournaments are like one of the better ones you've gone to in the last, like uh, just with the quality and the way it's set up? Hall of
0: Gaming, I mean, I'm totally biased, right, because I own it, <laughs> but I think that Hall of Gaming is easily the best one in Connecticut. Um, wow. There's only two or three, and Hall of Gaming is just, just by the numbers, it's obviously got more people here, and so yeah. therefore... It'll What's your
1: fun. Facebook page called again?
0: Uh, my personal fund or, Uh Hall's No, for Facebook, the, for the uh, yeah, Hall you of You can look up Hall of Gaming or Hog, H O G. Um, and you'll probably be able to find it. So Yeah. Uh, and if, if you're looking to play any sort of Smash game competitively, basically you, you would just look on Facebook, you'd search for your own scene's Facebook page. I think I remember some post somewhere on Reddit or, or Smashboards or something that said, like, that had, like, a list of all the Facebook pages for all the different regions, so you can yeah. easily find it. But if you just search Smash and then your state, you, it's probably, you probably got a good chance of, of yeah. making it or at least finding out from that page where you should be going. Um, so Connecticut Melee is uh, is the page that people who play Melee in Connecticut. There's also Connecticut Smash Ultimate and uh, Connecticut Smash Bros Project Plus. So there's a few there's a few places. So if you're interested, it's out there. Um, just gotta yeah kinda
1: look around. What's uh? So you feel free to answer this, but like, what is your passion? My passion.
0: I I think that I get a lot out of facilitating a good time for other people. Uh, so that kind of like. I would always like host events at my own house, just hanging out with people. Uh, nice not baseball. tournaments, but just like people come and play games. And and like that. Kind of... I, I took this over, and I get so much fulfillment out of like creating this space for people, and like kind of improving it over time. Wow. And a lot of people have given that to me by expressing it. So it's the, yeah. it's, it's just a good time. Uh, but my passion, I, I you know, for facilitating this space, but also like. Improving um, my own skill level in in uh, in a in some tournament level uh, in some uh, tournament. I'm, I'm missing the word. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, yeah, take your time. Uh, getting better at melee. So it's just uh, like I haven't had it recently because I've been doing this. But I think yeah. that uh, ultimately there's no better feeling than putting in a lot of work and then getting some big win on some player that people think is better than you. And wow. Yeah, yeah you're yeah, the it's, underdog again. Yeah, and underdog take, story. Yeah. It's crazy. And I, I've had that happen. Um, I went to a national tournament in Boston. It's called Shine. And at Shine, there were over like a thousand people competing. Yeah. And yeah. And I was on stream against no this way. against this player from uh, Washington, D.C. And he was seated higher than me. And I ended up beating him in such a nail biter, like game three last last uh, life. And um, and just like the the euphoria you experience where you get that win and then you turn around there's a crowd of people like, no way yeah, and and like thousands of people were watching online and things like that and it's just wow. like oh man this is the energy this was is up yeah this is definitely like the best thing ever so um there's no feeling like it i, I already said that but i really want to express that because uh competing is, has brought me so much uh not just like fulfillment and getting better but also being a part of a community uh, and and I'm kind of biased trying to like push for that because I own this space, but uh, Hall of Gaming is a nonprofit and it doesn't it doesn't I don't make any money from Hall of Gaming. It, all yeah. the money all the profits that go here, uh, all the money that comes here either goes to paying for the venue's rent or the snacks or like paying people to run the tournament, um, and then all profits go back into improving the place. Okay. So over the last few months we've we've put some money into it, buying new like uh, new consoles, new uh, just a bunch of quality of life things. Uh, that we really needed like some more chairs and things like that so yeah uh, I really like the chairs you got the variety of chairs <laughs> yeah. you can pick and choose it's it's kind of crazy it's like, it's like a ragtag group of chairs we didn't buy them all at once and yeah, so yeah, like yeah. people bought them when they were they, when they were you know a good deal or something like that yeah um, people bring in their own chairs and just leave them here because you know that's what happened with the, some of these gamer chairs like, where they lean back yeah <laughs> so, it's just kind of old chairs but yeah it's funny the chair thing um, so we have a bunch of chairs and over time chairs just break naturally so, uh, we've we broken some chairs, and over time, we kind of just didn't have anything to do with them, so we just threw them over here in the back. I took but not here right now, so I'm yeah, just yeah, yeah. to it. But it just got to be such a problem because this entire space here was just chairs. It was a chair graveyard. And... Uh, so there was no solution to it because the dumpster outback's is almost always full, so you can't like throw them in there. And I can't, I can't put them in a truck. I don't have a truck, so I just put like a few of them in my car. I take them to my own apartment and throw one in the trash every week in my own trash can. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Until they're they- all gone. <laughs> I've got wow. like six left. So oh, okay. Yeah, there were That's like so there funny. were like 20 or something when I started.
1: You're, you're whittling it down. That's taking <laughs> yeah. like initiative.
0: Yeah, man. I mean, something has to be done. Like, we need the space because right now we have other things there, or storing things there. Yeah. And that that was just not possible before. Um, right, right, right. And, and so that that little this rack thing was just taking up a bunch of space. So yeah. And speaking of like putting in work uh, here, I've had a lot of people. So the community is really grassroots, and like like I said, and so everyone's willing to like pitch in. Um, and so right when I took over, literally like. 30, 40 people came up to me and said, "Hey, if you ever need any help with this place in any way, let me know, and I will I will come down and help you." So we did that, and uh, we this place had like never been cleaned since uh, okay. in the years that we've been here, like thoroughly at least. So the first weekend that I took over, I just had a bunch of people here, and we cleaned up literally just we had like a cleaning session all day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so silly, but uh, I had literally like thirteen or fourteen people show up, and and just we just. Clean, vacuum scrub things you know and now it's pretty nice it it really felt like we improved uh, the atmosphere and like that's the same same thing we had people when this all these chairs were here we moved a bunch of furniture when we needed to rearrange the room yeah uh, people were willing to help out and I think that um, that really like is the sentiment that people have in this community where it's like oh I just want to help this place be really awesome Um, the culture yeah it's the culture
1: yeah, getting the culture right isn't always easy. Yeah. I don't feel. Uh, yeah, but but once you get that culture and the right people, it goes a lot smoother, and you can scale it because you have that core. Yeah, core culture.
0: Definitely. Uh, I think it just comes from the fact that you can't play. These games at home in the same way that you can in person. So, right, it's a whole different vibe to it. Like uh, other popular games like League of Legends or Dota, like you can play at home and maybe you have friends that play, but you don't get together and play. Right, you're not you're not seeing the same face to face uh experience in in those. Like you're sitting
1: next to your opponent that you want to literally kill. Yeah, like you're like you. you, He's cutthroat. Like you just want to win. You hope that dude dies like you're just like like you've that very moment very yeah. competitive and, then and you're right, right next the, to that yeah. person you don't want like i don't know i just yeah. i think it's incredible it's, as soon as
0: you fist bump it's a totally different world um and then right after the set you're just friends again and, and, and it's just yeah and having respect for the game uh is what makes that possible for like because it's i don't know it, it when you're sitting next to the person you can really feel the energy
1: like how much um, like how like focused and competitive and oh, like yeah. You feel that energy. It's like, I don't know, how to explain it. Could you explain a little bit how uh, that energy feels? Yeah.
0: So, when you're playing against someone and you, you feel like how they are feeling, maybe they're frustrated, maybe they're confident, and, and that really makes you feel differently and it makes you play differently. Um, so, you feed example, off it. Yeah. You feed off of it sometimes. So, sometimes I'll be, I'll be, like, I'll get a couple good hits in on someone and then I will feel that they got frustrated or they feel like, disheartened and then that powers me up because I know that now they're gonna be a little less confident, they're gonna be they're gonna miss a, something they might not have otherwise, they're gonna, you know, make a mistake soon. So it it it's like and the same thing goes the other way. If they got something really good, oh man, I don't I don't know if I can beat this guy. And then it it's just like this whole emotional uh, No, well you can't hide. You can't
1: yeah, hide with yeah, computer screen. Exactly. And, so yeah. you
0: you and there's no you, you have to respect your opponent or else those things Will really make you crumble. Um, so if you have respect for your opponent and saying, okay, they are they are a very good player. They they practice just as much as me. Yeah. They deserve a win if they get it. So what
1: got you into the gaming scene?
0: Uh, so I mean, just gaming in general. In I, general, yeah. Uh, and then we'll get into esports. Yeah, I mean, when I was a kid, I don't know, my uncle bought me Pokemon Blue, and I started playing Pokemon Blue. I couldn't read. I literally had to have him read the words on the screen. That was probably really annoying looking back, but. <laughs> Uh, huh. For him to have to sit next to me and just read all the text, because that game is filled with text. So, um, and I just started playing that, and we got a sixty-four eventually, and just I don't know, it just never stopped, it just kept happening.
1: Huh. I remember my first experience. Like, so gaming was I had like the, the Game Boy Color and stuff like that. Uh, mm-hmm. Tetris was probably the first game I played, and then uh, I, I started gaming when uh, uh, I got the Wii. I got the Wii, so like it was like the Wii fit and the mm-hmm. Wii, like whatever game modes came with that, and then Call of Duty. And so I wasn't like I was like Modern Warfare. That was like when I started playing. That's yeah. my first like actual gaming. Modern Warfare ex- is good, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I really enjoyed it, it as just that first person shooter and I've been staying with it. Uh, so that was my experience with, with gaming. Uh, and so for Pokemon Blue, you got the sixty four.
0: Uh, was there any favorite game you had for the sixty four? Uh for the sixty four. I think I don't know. I, I have to think the thing. But Paper Mario definitely a solid game. Uh, that was a lot of fun, and it's historically people agree that it's like fantastically made and things like that. And its sequel, I think people agree is even better, but I haven't. I haven't that's not it, common to get so. a sequel that's better yeah, than the original. Exactly. Generally should be worse. Yeah. Um. Because the hype. Uh. Yeah. I mean, it just never stopped. You know, I got a sixty-four, and then I got a PlayStation, Xbox, and then it just kept going. Eventually, got into gaming on the on the PC. Which is basically just better. Uh, It's more expensive, obviously, but it's just a better experience. Like you have the ability to infinitely scale, like how game how good the game looks up to what the developers intended. So, um, and like there's with a good enough setup, there's no drop frames. Like some some games on the Xbox, like if you're playing Borderlands Three on the Xbox with two people, sometimes it lags, and it's just it just like you know. Uh, it's just not as good of experience, but not not to rag on Xboxes or consoles or anything. They're, they have their purpose and they're, they're yeah in their own way. So yeah.
1: you you remember uh, for the sixty four uh, Mario Party? Of course, yeah, yeah. That's so great. I would uh, so i go over with my grandparents. Uh, I would visit them on the weekends, uh, and I and I, well, and I used to live in Milford, and uh, the neighbor uh, we had a neighbor. Uh, down the street, and we're about the same age, and he had an older brother, but every other weekend we would have uh, all the neighborhood kids come together and play Mario Party, (laughs) and so there were about 10 of us in his basement, like similar to this, and, uh, and it was like it was just like had had different computers and it had TVs and then we would just play Mario Party. Wow, uh, you 10, had ten of us. In Mario yeah, Party. yeah, just so, kids. Like kids are on the same age, so the age of like thirteen, uh, just playing Mario Party. Yeah. So
0: how did that how did that work logistically? Like, there's, there's take more turns. Than one console. Oh, okay, No, okay.
1: we would take turns. Yeah, yeah. it was like okay. patience. Wow. We would watch each other, root for each other. But <laughs> it was, awesome. yeah. Yeah. How to go seek in the basement. And, but yeah, but it, the Mario Party 64 was like. I'd say the highlight for the 64, from my for my experience. Oh, yeah. We
0: we actually... I actually had um, Mario Party, and I don't know where it went, and I was going to bring it here, but I, I honestly don't know where it went. I had Mario Party, Paper Mario, Donkey Kong 64, That's and for some fun. reason, all these games were missing. <laughs> I don't know where they are, but all right, once I find them, we're going to have some more <laughs> solid games. Donkey Kong 64, definitely also a great game. Uh, it's, it's funny, I have a story about that. So in, in college, I had a friend who... He's a really good student, and he worked, did all his homework right after class when everyone else was just trying to have fun. And then when we were all trying to do our work, he was just trying to have fun. And so he came in my room. I had my 64 and Donkey Kong 64, and he played through all of Donkey Kong 64 in my room while I was doing homework. Whenever I was doing homework, and he was waiting for me to just go do something. Yeah. Uh, so he had. Um, he had hundred percented it actually, so you got he got all the collectibles and everything, so which is an absurd accomplishment. So, yeah, it's so funny. Uh, but he is it's funny because it's not even his. It wasn't even in his room. So it was the only time he was able to play was when he was waiting for me to play uh, something with him. But yeah, that's funny. So it was funny. Hundred percented it. That's, yeah. That's, that's that takes dedication. I, I don't and... remember the last time I did that for any game. It's just a lot of work. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of work. Uh, but if you like a game I mean hey it's hey, maybe it's not work right if you like anything
1: yeah that much it's not work if uh, if you can get paid to do something uh, that was like for the rest of your life but like it' would be anything you want to do mm-hmm. what would it be like that falls in the shoot uh, with your passion
0: wow I think probably this if I could facilitate some sort of events like um, a larger scale yeah like like if we could have a national level tournament and I and I was in charge. I would love to do that, um, but I don't know if it's economically feasible right now. Uh, maybe maybe in a few years. I don't know. That's that's something I never I've never actually really considered.
1: For that um, goal to shoot for. Yeah. Okay. What would that look like if you wanted to achieve that? Uh, uh, what were the steps in place probably? So
0: well, for one, you, there's like a lot of like red tape you have to go through. Like there's legal things like you need to make sure there's like a. a like that there's security like you have like the right permits or whatever to, i don't know wow if okay <laughs> i don't know i i just feel like there's a lot of uh things that need to happen first like you can't just say can i use your building and then you have run a national level tournament like a thousand people there's probably some legal connecticut requires something when you have over x amount of people in some space i don't know maybe no so, that makes sense there's something there's yeah. always it's like Connecticut's of...
1: taxing roads on uh, highways <laughs> <Yeah>. so <laughs> yeah. like putting tolls there
0: so anything's possible yeah. with... um, so who knows and like, yeah, no, like just renting a space that could even hold a thousand people like, sounds like a hotel that's expensive and it sounds like a big risk um, right like, like I know that Shine it's a, it's the one of the nationals and it's in Boston uh, I know Shine ran like a couple tens of thousands in the red the first year uh, just because like they had to like put a lot of money into uh, renting the space and like making connections and yeah. things like that. But I think over time it got cheaper because of those connections. Yeah, right, right. So it was and buff. like they were able to like make contracts like, hey, we'll do this for the next three years if each year is cheaper. Uh, or something like that. So logistically like and like where would it be where you know you'd have to plan around like other events. Okay. You can't make it. I can't make it like the following week from another event. You know, and, and it's right. just the, the scheduling thing. Um, yeah, like a lot of things to plan out, um, but I think financially is 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 the biggest hurdle because I, I don't know if I can swing ten thousand dollars in the rent <laughs> right yeah, now. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but maybe so, in a, so. maybe in a few years, um, I'm very lucky to have a software engineering job, so I, yes. I make enough money where this place is like easily uh, like if if it were to um, die down. So, okay. Uh, it, it's I'm not too worried about this place financially, but. Bigger goals like that, I would be uh, a little hesitant. At least. What is your main occupation? You said I'm a software engineer, so I, I write code for a, oh, big, I love a big health insurance company. <laughs> okay, the of uh, Hartford. Uh, they are near Hartford. The Cigna.
1: Got you, got Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just talking to uh, somebody who does. He uh, came from Canada. He's my Uber driver the other day. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And what was it? He did something with. Uh, I don't even remember. Never mind. It's not even worth it. But it was uh, <laughs> similar to that. But he did something with. Uh, the uh, travelers' agency where oh. they would uh, track everybody, uh, access to like their passwords and whatnot, and then if they would time it how long it would take for the uh, to register in the system. If it took more than like a micro, okay, however quick that is, it's a super quick process. Um, and if it was, there were delays in the system, they would identify and correct the problem. Mm-hmm. But uh, for for your for software, um, yeah. like... Do, do you like create apps and stuff like that? Have you? Or? Uh,
0: so for Cigna, what I specifically do is there's like a system. Uh, this is kind of boring, but this is there's a system that they have in place to provide better healthcare for people. So they they provide financial incentives to hospitals and other healthcare providers uh, if they make sure that their patients don't come back. And where do you um, uh,
1: on the IT side of that? Yeah, come I, in?
0: I write code that facilitates that process. So that whole process that requires a bunch of data. Uh, to be like analyzed and things like that and these algorithms to determine how good these healthcare providers are doing this okay um, so I you know I don't write that whole process we have a whole team that does stuff right, so right, I, I, right. Write, I do very small things that are related to that have you have
1: so, Have your own? you ever like, written your own algorithm uh, like yeah, whether it's for like taking cooking recipes off the line and then having an algorithm that just circulates that yeah or,
0: um, so uh, algorithms are, are just like equations so algorithms are not, like, programs All, themselves. Oh, maybe I'm thinking of something uh, else. It's just, like, a process that you would follow. But that's not, like, a wrong question. Uh, I have written algorithms. There's uh, algorithms in college that I had to take a whole class on algorithms. That okay. Just like, it's just, like, math in programming form. Like, Gotcha. What, is, also, it, what is
1: that called when you you from a website and then it automates itself? What is it? That's not an uh, algorithm. Well, that's
0: called something else. Algorithms, in general, are just, like processes that you can follow to accomplish something, like if then scenarios like yeah sure okay um so if i wanted to like sort something you could have an algorithm that just like goes step by step and says and repeats and itself it, and,
1: right right okay yeah. that, so that and, was what it's called or I, i'm maybe i'm i mean, you know you don't have to all know right. all the
0: terminology yeah um, yeah. yeah. maybe maybe it's like recursion that you're thinking of i don't know okay
1: yeah uh, so i was trying to um for like discord mm-hmm. setting that up where yeah. it's like uh Uh, automated Discord. Oh, okay. automation in general? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, someone joins, they do this. Yeah, actually, I saw that
0: when I joined the Discord. uh, Yeah, yeah, so
1: the self-roll. So we're trying to make it as autonomous as possible because we don't have a large amount of staff. Yeah, exactly.
0: You don't want to have to manually do stuff. Yeah. That's, like, the whole reason programming exists is because there's things that humans can do, but computers are way better at it. And it's, like, uh, like, someone could, by hand, go check out all the hospitals and just see their information and do this by hand, but it would take forever. That and sounds like a Yeah, it's thing. like, it would never work out. Um, yeah. So, you would, would, the amount of people you would have to hire, you could just hire one software engineer and just, he would write a code that did it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> what are your thoughts on AI? Like, we're already talking uh, about the discussion. AI, wow. Uh, we're going to yeah, go into it.
0: No, yeah. it's a, it's pretty cool. So, I actually took an AI course in college, um, and... AI functions so much differently than I thought. It wasn't. It, you're not like convincing a robot to like think like a human. You're just assigning values to certain things, and then the robot just picks the highest value. You think
1: AI, so, at some point AI can have those nuances humans are
0: thinking. Uh, so whether it's, it takes a long time, I don't think they're close. Uh, I don't I think, think so. Either. I think just having something that like thinks like a human. Is like hard enough, and then like having it have like emotions or something like that is like yeah. a whole
1: other game. So, or or like, um, like, like like for example, like if somebody wakes up at six a.m. every morning and then eats and then goes to work, uh, they I don't know if like a, a robot can, or like AI can like uh, replicate that because if it wakes up at six a.m. and then eats, it associates those two to things together. Versus <laughs> like if you eat or don't want to eat, like
0: you know what I'm trying yeah, to say exactly. or not. So like, like, you, like it, you can't it can't program hunger. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. It's like, how do you do that? Yeah, so I like guess it's... you could, but it's just, you know, it's it's far out. Um, AI has other other very good um, uh, applications like big data and stuff like. So if you if I have like billions and billions and billions of like da- uh, rows of data of something, yeah, And AI could scrape through it and find like the optimal decision. Like, AI, there's an AI out there that is better the best chess, chess player in the world yes like, yes the deep blue that beat Garry yeah.
1: Kasparov I think yeah
0: like yeah. because it's just not fair like he, the AI has figured out every single combination of everything and, yes
1: and, 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 and there's millions of combinations yeah. for chess yeah, yeah. I, uh, I watched that one that was yeah. an upsetting moment <laughs> uh, or even the go-go player was it go was it the game go Oh. Uh, in India, I think it's an in- or no, I, I it's, it's an Asian. I, I
0: know where. Yeah, have it's
1: you from. watched the documentary? No, I haven't. Uh, it was a great documentary, and it was talking about this game called Go, and it's when you flip. Uh, there's black and white uh, colors, and when you flip it, uh, you take the other person's piece when you when you uh, sandwich yep. Yep. it. Yep. So, are you familiar with the game? Yeah. Okay. And so, what happened was uh, this person, this the, the world champion, uh, played uh, an algorithm. Uh, I forgot the name, uh, but what happened was a team. Uh, was working with the best player and then played a few matches and then it was teaching itself how to play the game until it got to the point where it beat the uh, the champion and then the champion got really upset about that because he thought he was the best and he prided himself on that and then it kind of hurt his, his uh, ego that an <laughs> that artificial... Yeah, it. that a robot beat him yeah. like a program and so... Like there was a, it was a little downside, and the whole community there was an upset, and then it was like, okay, if they can do this, what else will it do? And that's just one version of it. There's other versions of AI yeah, also. Yeah, like,
0: um, Computers so, are just better at thinking. <laughs> it's just at, at specific
1: like, thinking. Yeah, it'll specific, outperform a yeah. human. And then so there's like, is there there's general, there's uh, general AI, right? There's like cate- three categories. I'm not sure. Uh, machine but. learning. Yeah, uh, yeah. I heard. Uh, what was it? Amazon, what uh, was the Amazon Cloud. So like the cloud power. It's like when you send things up to the cloud, and then you can take it down anywhere in the world because it's just data and like in the cloud. You, you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. So like with different so. businesses, they're incorporating that too. So just like in our whole entire industry, I don't know where I'm going with this, but like whole industry <laughs> with AI, yeah, I computer think is science incredible. and yeah. stuff is, is really important. Well, with yeah. the gaming world though, ha. Huh, how in depth do you think artificial intelligence and gaming oh, will come game, together? So, so you would verse robots, so that already happens. The CPU, like you verse that, but like, where do you think that'll go? In the like, uh, let's say next.
0: I think however. that in gaming, the the fun comes from the the players having their own challenges, and and so AI's place in gaming um, is just going to be maybe creating. Smarter AI that's more difficult, or, or or can be scaled to be more difficult, um, in games. Like if, if someone could play a Smash game at home against AI that was like an opponent, or was like one of the best players in the world, people would get so much better, so much faster. Okay. Uh, because if I could if I could play the best player in the world in my house every day, anytime I wanted, at any like at any hour. Yeah. That that would make me so good. I would get so much better. Um, so Smash doesn't have that right now. I mean. The AIs are not there. Uh, a- oh. Like, okay. computers are like a joke. Like, if you if you fight a computer, it's like obviously you should be destroying them. It's not even close. Okay. Uh, but, so, yeah, I'm pretty sure anyone who, anyone who comes to this event, they're gonna be destroying level nine computers like they're nothing. So. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we've been playing for years, so it just it works like that. But if if someone could make an AI that could play Smash and was better than me, that that's just an avenue for getting better. And and okay. I think that. That would be really cool. I'm not sure it's there yet, but I, and I'm not sure anyone's working on it. But <laughs> I don't. I don't. Know. It's been around for a while. Maybe yeah. Not. <laughs> I actually did play um, at Shine. I keep bringing up Shine because it's just the uh, one I went to. But at Shine, there was this guy. He had a some AI. He, he had an AI that played a specific character, and it didn't know how to play the game. It just started playing, and it goes told the controls, and then it started playing people, and then. It basically assigned values to certain things, like losing a, st- a life, uh, that would be subtract points, and mm-hmm. then taking the other person's life that would be add points. And eventually, it understood, oh, the goal of the game is to not die and it's to take their lives. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so somebody and,
1: pro- they hacked into this into their console system and
0: they and they reprogrammed it a little bit. Uh, and well, they they reprogrammed it. It's like literally like, imagine like they had their own computer, and yeah. it connected to the to the system. Yep. The console. And it's just acting like a controller. Got you, and okay. it's thinking on its own and sending ga- inputs to the game. Got it. Uh, and it's learning how to play. And eventually, it got to the point where it wasn't a very good opponent, but it was an opponent. Like, it, it like I it couldn't not, just
1: come in there and play it, I would get beat. Yeah,
0: maybe new players okay. would, would have a hard time. But sometimes it would just kill itself and, like, you know, it would, it would make ah, mistakes. it wasn't consistent. Was, yeah, yeah. Okay. but it was getting better. And it didn't have billions and billions of matches to play. Like it like it could if if uh, if people put um it gave it some more data. So yeah. uh but it was like impressive how far it had been. Like yeah. for, for for an AI to learn how to play a game is so interesting. because um, you didn't tell it how to play. or you didn't tell it like what the goal was or how to actually beat people. Right, right, right. It just, it you just assigned it out. values to, to getting hits to getting hit. Yeah. To to losing lives to taking lives. Um so and yeah and eventually it figures out oh if i hit them one time if i the last time i went for another hit it worked and so they kind of like then figure out that combos exist in that way Um, that's interesting yeah
1: what do you what do you think gaming uh like the esports scene is going
0: i think it's obviously going up Um, and i think anyone who's Watching it and doesn't see that is is, is crazy. Um, not that the, not so do not see it, but it's the. What about the,
1: the NFL? What about or like what about those conglomerates that are media that aren't getting into uh, it?
0: Yeah. So. Do you think I they're mean, gonna NFL, lose? I don't. I don't think that the NFL will lose anytime soon, <laughs> uh, but because uh, a lot of people like football and that's its own thing. It's an American thing. Yeah.
1: What, what Was it like? Maybe 300 million viewers.
0: I'm not sure, but I I wouldn't be surprised. Esports right
1: now has over 155 million viewers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, That's Uh, just esports, which is a drop in the bucket. And I'm pretty sure it's it's like coming up
0: every single year. Um, Yeah, exponentially year over year and league and stuff like that. They're getting really big. And even Smash, I think for Genesis. Oh man, I don't want to sound crazy with the number that I'm throwing out, but it was easily tens of thousands of people watching Genesis, which was smash bros tournament that happened last weekend
1: wow okay now on yeah. what platform were they watching uh on twitch on twitch yeah uh i think we mentioned earlier that uh so like the call of duty they yeah. uh thought out the tw- uh, they uh, youtube got the call of duty league contract mm-hmm. uh but for for twitch that's like for hardcore gamers that's always going to be around <laughs> uh was it one person or was it association streaming
0: uh genesis yeah, this, this tournament. Uh, it was, I know nothing about it. Yeah, Genesis me. just had. we have a team of people. Okay, know, they they streamed it on their own Genesis stream. That's what's so. up. Tens yeah, of thousands joined. Yeah, That's exciting. Yeah, 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 it's it's probably the most popular one in the country. Yeah, um, and got it was very exciting. I mean, Are you familiar I, with Fortnite? I am. Yeah. Uh, do you play that at I, all? I don't play, but I know what it is and I know how, how it works. So, yeah.
1: so what would you say? So. So just to put things into perspective on the viewership, that because mm-hmm. uh, I've been I've been doing research and looking at all the insights, so uh, a really great one to look up if you're interested in looking at insights would be uh, the uh, Goldman Sachs report insight from 2018. Uh, it was December 2018. It came out. Uh, there's one by uh, I think it's called Automation, uh, which is with. Uh, I'll get back to you on that. But uh, <laughs> sure. I was getting I was gonna get to what's the largest concert you've ever been to? Maybe. How oh, many sir. thousands of people have been there I that's free? don't know. I was okay.
0: at Madison Square Garden once and it was filled, so yeah. whatever that is. <laughs> I'm not sure what
1: that is, but the largest free concert in the world was uh, Rio de Janeiro. Uh, How do you say that? Uh, Rio, D-
0: Rio de Janeiro?
1: Yes. Yeah. Uh, and it was, I think it was a Jean-Von Claude concert. had 1.5 million people. <laughs> that's crazy. That's a lot, right? Yeah. So last year, tw- early 2019, one year ago, almost from the day, uh, Fortnite held a concert a virtual concert with Marshmello. I guess how many people were attended simultaneously? <laughs> I bet millions. 10.8 million. People, oh my gosh, that's crazy. 10.8 million people simultaneously having the same experience, and yep. that and that's through a virtual yeah, uh, concert. Yeah, it's
0: possible with computers now. So. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So just like putting that, imagine everyone paid one dollar or whatever. Just like the the monetization yep. part of that would be incredible. So with that being said, like esports is in that direction of of. It brings the music industry together. It can bring the sports, the entertainment, like all these other industries. It has so much potential. I'm just super excited about it.
0: Yeah, esports is going somewhere. Um, I think in in 10 years' time, maybe we will have esports on the same level as sports, and they will be televised. It's bigger than NHL right now. Really?
1: It is. And it's almost at the size. It's bigger than the PGA, NHL, uh, almost maybe to the size of uh, NBA. PGA tennis? What is it? I thought it was golf. I don't know. Is I could it golf? be wrong. It's I, could be, golf. I, could, I don't know. Don't, I don't follow like that. So <laughs> yeah. that's how irrelevant to me golf. it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's how irrelevant to me it is. Uh, yeah. But I've been trying to jump into the esports uh, industry, and uh, as a gamer, that's like everyone's
0: to be knowing about it. Uh-huh. I think so. Yeah, it's going places. Do you read books by any chance? Uh, I've read some books. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I last few years I was reading um, like self improvement books. Oh, There's I like reading. There's a through, few yeah. books where it's like. So my favorite book from this yes. experience was uh, the Inner Game of Tennis, and it's it's uh, I forget the guy that wrote it, but he he basically talks about how competing is not just about like physical like skill. It's not just about like being able to be as strong. Like he he talks about it in tennis, but it applies to all com- all competition. Okay, it's like you, there's a whole mental side. Um, it's not just like decision making, but it's also like can you have the heart to like keep going even in the face of like defeat or like discouragement or like disappointment um can you can you go after a loss and just like get better and then you know keep going um, yeah and and being able to like put aside your emotions during a competition in order to like achieve what you want to do yeah um and it's just like that sort of thing and he talks about it for hundreds of pages. <laughs> so wow, okay. You know, the it, gist of it well, a few, a few types of things related to that. So. That's valuable. That's very uh, yeah. priceless. Easily the best book I've ever read for competition. Wow. And there's a few of them that I read. So yeah. Uh, and it's just like there's so much to uh... <sighs> shoot. Uh, it's it's a really maturing experience. Get competing and not getting results, and then having this point where you're like, wow. I'm not getting results because I'm not being honest with how much effort I'm putting in, or how I'm looking at the game. Maybe I'm getting frustrated when, it, when really frustration is not the correct response to, like, being uh, beaten. So uh, it's a whole, a whole lot to it. Favorite uh, self-improvement book and probably one of my favorite books. You I heard think, of Timothy
1: so. Ferriss by any chance? I haven't. What is he? Uh, so Timothy Ferriss, he wrote five bestseller, New York Times bestseller books. Uh, he wrote a book on uh, the uh, the four-hour work week. Mm-hmm. He wrote The 4-Hour Body, 4-Hour Four Chef. Hour week, yeah. yeah, it's incredible. It sounds so appealing. It's a catchy <laughs> title. It's a great book. I, I listened to it. I've read it. Uh, I don't do it because I don't have it, but I've taken his... Uh, so I, a little gist of it is um, he talks about uh, freeing your time up. So instead of uh, having those 45-minute uh, meetings that are pointless, you batch it, and then you hold it for 15 minutes, and then you do what's important. Uh, instead of everyone coming to you and saying, hey, can I get this done? You'd be like, is it important? This, that, and a third... Uh, and then for emails like you probably check your emails Mm -hmm. it's just like when do you check your emails so it's like you check it once a week three times a week and then hiring a virtual assistant if you do have that kind of uh uh, things going on in your life where you can have that uh to respond so if you're selling a product and it needs your customer support you can hire a virtual assistant so you don't have to pertain to that if it's easily uh scalable Mm -hmm. so like he just goes over little things uh that at a save you time that was a four-hour work week uh And then he had the four-hour body, which helps you in six months get to a professional bodybuilding level. So, like, Uh, if you want to – so, like, I don't bench too much. Uh, I'm not (laughs) exactly that strong. But uh, if you want to put 100 pounds on your bench, you can do that within six months. Like, he goes through the training program. If you want to be a top 5% swimmer in six months, he'll show you how to do that. Uh, If you want to learn a language in six months or a year, he'll show you how to learn. He he, uh, breaks down that it's not important – it's not how much you learn is what you learn and the concentration of the material Mm -hmm. so learning a new language in three four weeks or learning japanese in about uh like a year or so like just explaining how to do that uh he he took out muscle out of his leg he's a world he's a world uh salsa champion dancer (laughs) like it's insane uh so that that, those books were really interesting yeah
0: people who can do more than one thing at a high level that's that's crazy yeah I mean, even just getting one thing at a high level, I, I can't imagine even getting there. Like, no, yeah. there's people who have done it and, you know, I can't imagine them doing it again for something completely different like that. Just so, performing all the time. Yeah, just having the understanding of how to get better in general. Like, it doesn't have to apply to anything specifically.
1: So when you go into tournaments, like, what's your mindset? Like, are you, you have a ritual you do or... Uh,
0: yeah. So, ritual. So that's something Josh Wayskin talked about in his yes. book. Uh, so I remember in his book he had a whole he had a whole chapter dedicated to like a ritual that you perform before you compete to get your mind and body in in a state that it understands like oh I'm going to compete right now so I need to like play yeah. my best and I need to do the things that I do when I'm playing well um, so I had a I had a a thing where I I think so energy drinks we have energy drinks here and yeah. I. I had one once and I did really well that night, and I was like, wait, hold on, is it the energy drink? So, And then I just started having an energy drink every single week, uh, once a week before the tournament, and it it felt like it was helping me, and because it felt like it was helping me, it was. Like, if I if I have this confidence that this thing is helping me just a little bit, yeah. focus just a little bit, and if I just do it before every tournament and not before other things, um, then it felt like it was helping. So. So sure, habitual might be yeah. having an energy drink. I don't know. And I would also have the energy drink. and I would stretch my hands, um, which is something that's very important in in melee at least, because the uh, people
1: the dexterity of your yeah, hands. Yeah, it's it's just like limber up. Yeah,
0: people. Well, that also I think that's actually the more important thing because the the long term problem is that there's hand pain problems and like things like well, you could permanently damage your hands or something like that from video games. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, just like the intensity of which you're like moving yes. really quickly and like. Uh, it's just the nature of, like, how the buttons are laid out and uh, Got you. things like that. So there's some people who have had problems with it, uh, but they're avoidable. Um, and, like, stretching is one thing. Limbering up your hands so that there's no... Um, so that they're... I don't... I don't like the lactic acid is kind of yeah, like... I'm not like, going to claim just, to know the okay, science yeah Yeah, yeah, behind yeah, yeah. It. I hear you. But uh, it's just, like, stretching is very important now. So your ritual so, uh, is... Energy drink stretching. <laughs> wow, okay. Yeah, uh, I, I, it's, it's pretty simple and... Uh, but I remember Josh Faiskin, he, he talked about it. It doesn't have to be anything complicated. Uh, he, no. Nope. He, he had a student or something that would play catch with his son, and then eventually it eventually transformed into just thinking about playing catch with his son and sitting down and closing your eyes and just visualizing it for a little while. Yes. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's just a, it's a whole thing. And, and I think that as long as you feel like you're putting in some sort of effort, like me stretching my hands and having energy drink, doing something to improve, uh, your your performance, then it's it's worthwhile. Um, it doesn't matter if the thing actually does help you. Uh, ah. It's the idea of like putting in work. Um, Got gotcha. you. Yeah. And once you when you lose the motivation to put in work, that's when you stop improving.
1: I agree with that. Yeah. I don't have a routine. Like when <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking back, like, I don't actually play yeah. competitively like that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if
0: if you don't, then maybe you don't need but it. But
1: you 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 perform at a much higher level when it comes to gaming, like. Uh, if you were to take that same amount of skill or talent and put into another competitive scene, like that, you you would. I, I haven't seen you play, it, but I would assume <laughs> that it's at that level. Yeah, for a professional level. Uh,
0: uh, I wouldn't say I'm professional, but I was at, at, when I was competing, ranked in Connecticut, top ten. Uh, so uh, it was it was definitely something I felt like I was good at, or, or I am good at I rather. But uh, yeah, it's 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 definitely. I forget what, how you started that conversation. <laughs> uh, it with was, the uh, is the that routine a, or ritual? Oh, or? routine. Yeah. Uh, it's like... Uh, you said... Well, after that, you said uh, that you hadn't had a routine, and then you said something else. Like, I don't
1: corporate. get into... I'm not at the competition level yeah. like you are.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, so More I... With anything. I compete, and I feel like that that routine helped me, um, and it helped me get better over time, so... You have,
1: like, a... Uh, a routine in the morning with the first hour you wake up Uh, is there anything special that's
0: that's a good thing that I should do (laughs) so no is the answer no okay uh, like having a routine in every aspect of your life like I was able to treat competing in some way that's like okay how do I get better and like how how I know I failed in this way how do I fix that for next time like you have metrics to go by Uh, yeah and and in life I bet I could do the same thing um, where it's like okay I, I didn't have breakfast today because I woke up late because of why because I slept I fell asleep late because I was playing video games or something. you know yeah like, like breakfast is important I think and, and I, I have a goal to eat breakfast more consistently because it's like be later for work or have breakfast <laughs> it's like right right the, right, the, right. The, the, the answer is always work because it's just more important in my life so uh and and it's like if I could improve myself to wake up earlier to have time to eat breakfast and like you know, uh, maybe that's something that I could apply the same thing to um but I haven't done it yet. So <laughs> just the, you reminded me about that.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, I don't have, I did have a routine until I started working second ship mm-hmm. and I haven't uh, carried that over into it. But it was, I, I would wake up, I would uh, read for 30 minutes and I'd make myself eggs in the morning mm-hmm. uh, and then I would I would end up going to work. And this, uh, I really like that, uh, just jogging the mental uh, branch. So yeah. the books I would have, whether it's... Uh, Principles by Ray Dalio. Like, have you heard of that book? I've not. It's known. a fantastic book. What it's uh. That? So if you like, we're having running an organization, or if you want to start something and just having core foundations, like a principles, life principles. That Ray Dalio. He's a, a investor. Uh, at one point, he traded over uh, what was it 500 million in one day. Uh, he made or whatever, However that worked. Uh, so he just he wrote a book, uh, Principles, uh, a few years ago. Wow. But like, so like just read that book. I've been reading for the last like few weeks and that's what I've been doing in the morning yeah. but not <laughs> since second shift. Mm-hmm. But routines are good though. Yep. Yeah.
0: When is checking second shift? Is it just like the evening?
1: Yeah, so for me it's from three PM to eleven thirty gotcha. PM. Yeah yeah. Which isn't too bad. Yep. Uh I mean it's wintertime, I don't have too much going on. Uh and the Discord community I'm part of that's for the COD Mobile tournaments and mm-hmm. uh for the esports, Spike Esports Club is the uh the organization I'm part of uh, we generally run at night time too so yeah. the competitive scene and the scrimmages and whatnot, uh, and the coaching and the coaches and the players are generally on at night yeah. uh, so I'm at work when it happens and then some still straggle on which is fine I just hired my actually my first uh, full time player wow really <laughs> yeah I guess for like 50 bucks a week but that's like this this kid's still in high school yeah. and, he, and he's doing everything but he's a really talented player and uh, we're trying to groom him to be uh, take <laughs> it somewhere else if he wants to and that's the, only, the incentive I can give right now. And I yep. just—we're looking at hiring a coach uh, for—it's like, literally for a mobile game. But I'm paying somebody $100 a week to be a coach to uh, to other players to get that feel for actual coaching. And he knows what he's doing. He's been with uh, other professional teams uh, in the years, but he took a break and he's come back. But it's for a mobile scene, and so he hasn't had that experience. But game theory coaching experience—it still translates. Yeah. And that's so what we're hoping. see. what game to
0: see. did he coach before?
1: Uh, he was with. Uh, it was dota 2 wow and he did uh it was like a, a tier one team that he was like a, a second lead coach like he was he wasn't the head coach but he was coaching yeah uh dota 2 uh what was it uh team team fort uh, i forgot I, I don't want to say it. i want to say that but it's definitely not <laughs> it like i don't know why uh was it a shooter uh watch i don't know no it's not overwatch i forgot the name uh, he, he mentioned it to me but like, he's in a training process right now mm-hmm. uh, trial phase I should say uh, to see if he's cut out for it gotcha. But uh, so like this for me I'm trying to take this esports as serious as possible business like yeah. uh, we, we just uh, we're finishing up our business plan for investors investor ready plans like we're trying to take this to the next level and so like that's why I reached out to you and, uh, and I'm really grateful for you having me yeah, uh, yeah, come out here and saying, yes, complete stranger, yeah. <laughs> which is really exciting. Uh, yeah, I mean,
0: anything to grow, you see. So.
1: Yeah, so when life gives you lemons, make lemonade. Yeah. Uh, so the tournament didn't happen, but this podcast is happening, Yeah. which I'm super okay. excited about. Yeah. Uh,
0: how did you guys get the name Spike Esports?
1: So the story behind that is uh, the owner. So I came into it after it was established. Yep. Uh, and the owner was, uh, he's into stocks. Uh, and so he's like, all right, the stock market spikes, it goes down. But he liked the he liked the word spike. He thought it was uh, like an assertive, like uh, kind of name for it. And we're trying, we're having, we have a logo, but we want to vamp, vamp up, make more modern. Mm-hmm. And it's a spike ball. Uh, so the actual story behind it goes: uh, when he was trading, and he would see spikes that would get him like uh, like a euphoric feeling when he when he bought the right stock, and he would see that spike. And so when he every time when he hears brand he thinks of that euphoric feeling, and so I guess he associates that with that, which I, yeah. I get it. I get where it comes from. So it's like it's a positive thing for him. Um, so just translating that to everybody else. It's uh, it's not a story that's... It's I don't know if it's scalable yet, and we might have to change it, but that's where it's at <laughs> right now, and that's yeah. like you gotta organic. You
0: got to and getting somewhere... Uh, yeah, uh, so also in in Smash, there's a term spike, which means to send your opponent downward. Yes. And just like in volleyball or something, and yes. it's a technique that... You know, people use because in Smash, I don't know if you played much, but you, you're trying to get them off the stage and out of the out of the yes. box. That is the level, uh, and a good way to do that is to hit them off stage and then hit them straight down, and they can't act and they die off the bottom. Um, it, sounds like a f-
1: it sounds like in chess, it's like a four move. It's called the Blitz Creed. It's uh, like, I, like when, you, when you push the e4 pawn, and then there's like a couple other things, and then you just, four moves, you beat the person. Mm-hmm. It sounds like one of those, like <laughs> you just a combinations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of like a tactic
0: if it's the right scenario. Yeah, if you can set it up, then it, it
1: works. How many, like, would you say for Smash when you do play, like your database, you pigeonhole information, right? Would you, would you say, like, so if a player, if then, does this, or if does this then you do that so like would you say you do that for Smash like if you see the person on the oh, edge of the board in the center
0: decisions or something
1: yeah 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 it's like yeah. you have like like 50 different
0: scenarios already programmed into you and so you can react yeah uh, uh, that just, happens uh, it's not always like that but a lot of times if, if they're in a situation where their options are limited then there are absolutely correct answers like um, there's a whole part of the game that is dedicated to make, knocking them off the level and then once they're off the level yeah. making sure they can't come back and sometimes right. they have so few options of the ways that they can come back that you can guarantee.
1: You can eliminate all yeah. those. So there's just, like 13 possibilities. and You know that's the only 13. And you do something you can
0: just that just cu- kills them all. So yeah, yeah. That, that's um, really neat. That's cool. I see that the, the time zone. So I don't know uh, how much uh, time you've got left on this.
1: Oh, like four minutes. Yeah. But uh, I think that was. Is there anything else you want to add, or? Uh,
0: no. Just uh. Hopefully we can get more people doing esports in general and like competing in general. For Smash too. Yeah. I think competing is a really, it's an amazing thing um, that I'm so glad that I got into because like I was just a casual gamer and then eventually like I liked competition. I like trying to be better. Yeah. But it was nothing like what happened when I joined this community. And and it's just, it's just been such an experience for me and I've grown uh, grown so much as a person. And it, it, my the best years of my life probably. So,
1: if uh, I'll ask you one more question, sure, yeah. uh, if you can have uh, a billboard and you can have anything written on it,
0: what would it be? <laughs> I mean, what would it be except an advertisement for this place, I, that Hall of Gaming? So, but if it was it,
1: okay, let's say it wasn't advertised. What if it was just what, your truth, your it could be actually anything. If you want to be advertising, it can be. Uh, but if you had a billboard, what was be on it?
0: Uh, well, if it if it wasn't gonna be an advertisement for this place, which is the ultimate goal, I want people to just come here and hang out. It's a fun thing. Um, I don't know. I, I think I think I'd encourage people to get into esports or just like having esports in general be more uh, socially acceptable and like mm. um, aware. People are aware. Like some people just don't know about it. Like it's, yeah, you know, it, it's it's getting to the point where it's more common. But
1: yeah, yeah. So this podcast, guys. Uh, this was a conversation with Artie yeah. at Hall of Gaming, yep. in Wallingford, Connecticut.
0: Yep. Uh, what are your hours again? Uh, we open uh, twice a week on Tuesdays and Thursdays from six p.m. to basically whenever people leave. It's past midnight, usually. So
1: that's what's up. Yeah, yeah. And uh, this uh, podcast was brought to you by Spike Esports Club. We're an esports organization. Uh, we have a Discord. You can check us out, Esports Club. Uh, Spike Esports Club. Yeah, yeah, s- yeah. Server, yeah. Uh, so thank you guys so much for listening. Go ahead and share this podcast, like it, do what you got to do, and until uh, next time. Thanks. Thank you. Wow, That's um, real. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I just felt <laughs> that. It's
0: it's it's a really uh, and and then you kind of apply that sort of thinking to everything in your life. So okay, maybe yeah. I'm. I don't know. I'm cook. I'm learning how to cook, and I'm you know and. Uh, you something goes wrong, and really, you're like, okay, how can I? What was wrong? How do I fix it? How do I get better at this? Yeah, and, and it, it's just like, it's anything. Um, it's a really maturing experience competing. I think if you get if you get to that point, at least. I read a book. Uh, I think so.
1: I like to read business books and, mm-hmm. uh, and and autobiographies and whatnot. I don't know if you heard of uh, Wow. Why are these names escaping me? Like I'm, <laughs> I'm on point with the usually some guy or girl. <laughs> uh, no, so it was. Uh, He's a chess champion in the movie of Bobby, searching for Bobby Fischer. Have you heard of it? Oh. So, that guy. Yeah. Uh, so, Jack Alex, Whitzkin? Josh Waitskin? Josh Waitskin, yes. How did, how, did
0: you, how did we both know that guy? <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. He wrote and a it, book, yeah. Yeah,
1: he wrote it. So, I read his book, uh, the, now, art learning. the Art of Learning. Yeah, well, that's, I, that's I, of I just the read it too. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's a yeah. great book and then on book. your. Yeah, and then Bear how hug. he. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> Did you watch hero. the video on YouTube too? No, I didn't. I... Yeah. So it was actually if you if you watch it on YouTube, then you get a sense of what's going on. It doesn't look like anything he's saying. And then when you read it and you remember it and then you watch the video, you're like, all right, that's what's happening in those moments, yep. those little nuances. Wow. I that was, was my a...
0: second favorite com- competition book. <laughs> yeah. That was that was a great book. It's just like this guy. About... So for anyone that doesn't know, Josh Waitzkin was a chess champion. Yeah. Uh, and then he, after doing that, went on to become a Tai Chi. Hand, uh, tai Chi champion uh, in this competition called Push Hands and just like the fact that he could master this very mental thing and then this very physical thing uh, was just like, he, he must know something about how to get better. Yes. And he's not like a ripped dude, he's just like, he's like a smaller guy but like uh, he's still, Tai Chi was not about strength as much as it was about finesse and, and uh, abusing your opponent's weight against them so uh, it was really cool um, really awesome book, he talks about his technique and how he gets better and how he improves. Um.
1: Yes, and some of the tips that he uh, he bestows to his readers on what on how he did things, and then what you were saying with the dedication, yep. um, determination, just keep pushing at what you want to do with the right guidance, and then finding that opponent actually that's at your skill level that you keep competing with to find out the little nuances and uh, those little microseconds for push hands, mm-hmm. and so that's what he says with beating him. So the creativity came from when there were they're at a standstill and then you needed that creativity to have the edge and that was the only way to beat your opponent and then so for like Smash Bros I would assume you're playing somebody who's at your skill level and you think you're at the top or you are at the top and you're like "All right, so what gives me the edge and then it's those inspiration moments that you can't be taught and it all comes from intuition or seeing that slight gesture you see your opponent's foot go to the right and then you know like In that microsecond, that you have to swing the sword, or however that works like he throws up a block, but you know to roll, or however that like just those little nuances, Mm -hmm. yeah, um, those microseconds you you see, like, even in a game, you see a little twitch from the player's control or something, you just capitalize on it. So, like, in physical or the mental world, like, it's just you just have to be in that zone, Mm -hmm. finding your zone. I think that was a great book, it's fantastic. Easily, my second favorite.